Hi, and welcome to episode 28 of the Grid Answer Europe podcast. My name is Andre, and with me as always, my co-host, Sai. What's up, man? Hey, man. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Oh, I am so tired this evening. God damn. We, you had we, a busy week. <laughs> yeah, we, we played a game Saturday. We'll talk more about that game later. But I also went and refed a game. Uh, we're recording this Sunday evening, and I went and refed a game today. And I traveled about the same distance for both games, which is uh, oh, nearly three hours one way. And uh, yeah, I, it, it was a busy football weekend for me. <laughs> it was a busy weekend football for everybody in Europe, I think. Yeah, there is a lot of football to talk about, and we today will discuss the three CEFL games, or no, the three CEFL championship games that were played on Saturday. Uh, We will also discuss or briefly mention the Roosters versus Unicorns matchup which was also played Saturday. Uh, they played uh, some sort of friendly game in Helsinki. Uh, then we will move on to Sweden. We will discuss the only Super Series game of the weekend, Toyosa against Kalsta, and the, we will discuss the three Division One games that took place in Sweden this weekend. Let's get it. The most important game for us in the CEFL championship is the Örebro Black Knights against the Copenhagen Towers. And Örebro won 56-25. to 25. Yeah, I, I heard. So, so we weren't able to actually watch this because the game was going on at the same time as our own game we were playing, uh, unfortunately. Otherwise, we would have tried to actually be in Copenhagen, but that wasn't possible. But this was kind of a crazy game because Copenhagen, I believe, they were up by like 20 to nothing at one point. And then Oroblu just raced back and ahead, and they won in the end 56 to 25. Did the tower just give up or something? I don't know. I have no idea, but like what what the hell happened? Because to be... I mean, I've been in games where my team has been three scores up and we've lost... But how how are you able to be three scores up and then lose by 31 points at the end? How is that even possible? So they scored almost six unanswered touchdowns. I think so. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I, maybe I mean, they injured the, their best receiver. <laughs> their I mean, that was certainly a game of two halves. Like, uh, oh, th- that's crazy. I don't know what they gave Everbrew in the halftime. What speech the coach gave. <laughs> it must have worked. <laughs> Some well, rah speech. Something they did work because, damn, 56 to 25 at the, at the end after being down three scores. Like, that's insane. The next game we actually kind of watched. Then when Andre realized the score is 
out of proportion, he turned off. The yeah. versus the Bandalona Drags. Yeah, so the Badalona Drags, they are the second place team in the Spanish Eastern Division right now. They played at home against the top French team right now, Flash de la Conneuve. And the Flash came in there and just steamrolled the Drags. Final score Drax 7, Flash 49. There's no close games here, man. Uh, th- this was not close. I mean, it, what was the score when we checked in? Because this game, uh, I think One this game was like zero. this game was like an hour in. I think when we finally were able to check in after our game ended, <laughs> and the score was already like either fourteen to zero or twenty-one to zero for the Flash. And I remember them scoring another touchdown early, and I was like, damn. I don't even know if this game is worth uh, watching at this point. It's not. And you see why. Jesus, yeah. they're ass. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. And yeah, I, I think that I don't know what that proves about the French versus Spanish league, but now we've had two French teams in this tournament beat two Spanish teams. So uh, I guess Fr- France over Spain? Go France. No, the other game was you can pronounce those names. So the other game was the Belgrade Vukovi against the Danube Dragons, a game played in Belgrade. And the Danube Dragons, the Austrian team, they won 35 to 21. So a somewhat yeah, a pretty a pretty close game that took place in Belgrade this weekend. But the Danube Dra- Danube Dragons did come out on top. I think we mentioned on Wednesday that none of us actually knew anything about the Belgrade team, but we knew that the Danube Dragons are one of the best Austrian teams. And, uh, well, I mean, Belgrade, Belgrade, they held their own, but the Dragons prevail. And a game out of the CEFL, but kind of a part of it, the Schwäbisch Hall Unicorns played the Helsinki Roosters. Don't mind you, the Helsinki Roosters are a pretty decent team. I think they were in the championship game last year or something. Yeah, they're they're one of the best uh, teams in Finland, at least. And they got killed 49 to nothing. Yeah. So uh, we we know the sta- standard from uh, Schwäbisch Halls right now. <laughs> the next round of the CEFL, uh, they will take place on two different weeks, actually. So one game, the one we perhaps are most interested in, even though we don't think it'll be close, will be played the 7th of May when the Schwäbisch Hall Unicorns take on the Urbu Black Knights. Wait, don't we have a game that day or the day after? I believe we have a game the day after. Yeah. Then we cannot attend that game, unfortunately. So sad. I tried looking airports close by or stuff like that. It was, it will be a far trip. Yeah, Schwäbisch Hall is a small town and pretty far away from the bigger cities with the big airports. So not, not a great location. But I will watch it live. Yeah, why not? And the, re- 
<laughs> you want to see a little blue get pummeled? Is that what you were about to say? Listen, Helsinki is kind of as good or not better than Orebro. Yeah, I, I believe so as well. If they whipped Helsinki in a friendly game, 49 to nothing, what do you think they will do with Orebro? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Uh, the rest of the CFL games in the next round, uh, there are three more, uh, but those will all be played on the 14th of May. Uh, the one game is going to be the Kalanda Broncos against the Budapest Wolves. So, nobody, the Wolves didn't actually get to play last round. Uh, we discussed this as well. They they got moved on to the next round because they were supposed to play a team from Russia. Yeah, so next round looks nice. So yeah, yeah the Broncos are pretty tough. But no, so the Kalanda Broncos will play the Budapest Wolves. We don't know anything about Budapest, but we know that Kalanda, they're one of the top-ranked teams in Europe. So that that's I think that's going to be a challenge for the uh, Budapest team. Yeah. And the same, those games. Yeah, the, but it's going to be difficult because they're all going on at the same time. The second game is the Italian Parma Panthers taking on the Danube Dragons. I think that can be a really fun game, but it's being played at the exact same time as the Calanda Broncos game. And then one hour after those game start, you get the Dono Black Panthers playing the Flash de la Comad. I think the winner of those two games will be facing Favish Hall in the finals. I think it's... The Black Panthers are good. But they're, they're not good as good as... Austin but... No, 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 no. This is the French Black Panthers. Oh, my God. I get so confused. These are the Donon Black Panthers from France, and they're playing their uh, rival Flash. But earlier this season, Flash beat them pretty bad in the French League. So I'm not, I'm not sure if uh, the Black Panthers are going to have a shot in that game. No, but you actually never know. Like, the no. quarterback has one ACL. You love talking about quarterbacks and their ACLs. What? What's up with that? Listen, if a quarterback gets injured, the team is done. <laughs> Unless you have a really good backup or you run Wildcat the whole game. You're screwed. Do you know what game I, I want to see in the CFL? What? I want to see the Flash play the Unicorns. I think that's the matchup I want in the final, if it's possible. Oh, it's actually possible. Unless Urbru pulls out a miracle and signs like Cam Newton and Randy Moss. It's possible. I want to see Yeah, it's the most exciting finals to see, actually. But, but I, I'm not sure how good, like, for, for example, the Kalanda Broncos are. And I'm not quite sure how the Danube Dragons 
uh, match up with uh, some of these other really good European teams. So that's the fun. The, part so it's it's tricky. Yeah, the fun part of this tournament is that you you don't really know what's gonna happen because it's international matchups and you aren't really sure how the leagues compare. Yeah, because you could be the Rolling Stone in your division, then get your ass kicked forty nine to seven. Yeah. Yeah. That can definitely happen. As with this, yeah. as we the roosters. Or or with the Drax. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Should we go over to the super series? Let's actually mention that there's also a second tournament going on that the CEFL hosts, but it's called the CEFL Cup. And I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's sort of like a NBA D-League kind of thing where it's sort of a more de- developmental tournament of sorts. But there are some good teams playing in that tournament as well. But I, I thought it was worth mentioning, but I don't think we're going to cover it at all. No, I do not know any of those teams besides the Prague Lions. Prague Lions. Yeah, you got the Prague Lions from the Czech League, the Tichy Falcons, I believe they're from the Polish League. Wait, does Prague have two two game two teams? Yeah. One actually decent enough to play in the Austrian League and one in this random cup. I, I, they play in the Czech League as well. Oh. Actually, let, let's quickly uh, mention the uh, French League uh, also, which saw a few games this weekend. Uh, the most notable of which is that the uh, the team from Grenoble, uh, the team from Grenoble, actually managed to beat the Argonauts. Uh, so Grenoble went into that game one and five, and they beat the Ar- Argonauts who are now a 500 team. So a pretty average-looking team in the French League got beat by one of the teams that looked like one of the worst teams. So that, that, that I think that's noteworthy. Yeah, the only noteworthy thing in that league this week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because if you're not named Konov or Blue Stars, there's no... <laughs> No reason mentioning anything else. Hey, now the, the the Black Panthers are doing pretty well as well, also. Yeah, but they got beat, so <laughs> ah, don't know about that. Hey, they've only lost one game. It was early in the season. <laughs> they could st- they still matter? Yeah, they're five and one. They they can. Still go go to the final or win it all. So the only Super Series in Sweden game that has been played this weekend was the Kalsa Crusaders against the Tirolse Royal Crowns. Yes, and this was kind of a fascinating game played in Tirolse this weekend. Uh, it was a low-scoring affair. It was tied 7-7 as they entered uh, full-time. So the in the Super Series, they play overtime if, if there's a tie. And Halsta, they won it on a game-winning field goal. In seventh overtime. 
I don't I don't know how far into overtime they got. Yeah, actually, I heard something about like it was a couple of overtimes. That's entirely possible. I, I believe it's the uh, college style overtime that is played in the thirty yard line or something. Um, so the co the college rules is that you play from you play a drive from the twenty five yard line going in. That's why the scores become seventy eight to like ninety nine, eighty nine. Yeah, some of the college football scores can get up to that. Was it like uh, an LSU game that way? Yeah, that's entirely possible. Uh, what one noteworthy thing about the Super Series game? Costa, they actually started a. Uh, is he a U nineteen kid still? The quarterback. Yeah, they started a Swedish quarterback who is their own product. I, I I'm pretty sure he was their U nineteen quarterback uh, no, two years him. ago. I know that kid. He's not him. Are you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to bring up uh, Calsta Crusaders Facebook page. I think they had something on there. Because I wondered who's that guy. Okay, so the guy who played quarterback was 17-year-old Albin Fosman. He, Wait, and, and he was also the one who uh, kicked the game-winning field goal. Listen, not to brag here. I, I actually played with that kid in a camp, and I knew he's something special. Predicting futures over here. What camp was that? Okay, it's a long time ago. It was like a soft <laughs> camp. We played a game against each other. For some reason, our team won against the other team like 35 to 10. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, confused. It was in Huevda, uh, I think. Oh, at the big tournament, youth tournament. No, it's not. It's a, it, No, not Dukes. Some random camp. I couldn't tell you what camp it was if I had a gun to my head, so... <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. This, I've never heard of some random camp in Huerta. It was a SAF camp. V, v SAF. Oh, okay. Interesting. I don't know if I made it closer, but I, I saw that kid there. I knew he was something special because that kid could throw. And how many years? How many years ago was that? The exact date? I no, but uh, don't have to have the exact date. Just, just want to know what. 2018. So four years ago. So he was probably like 14, 13. Yeah, he was, he was born 04. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive for a kid not yet who has yet to turn 18 to go in and win a Super Series game for you as a quarterback. I mean, it was their defense ultimately who won the game, only allowing seven points against the Philip Yulin-led Taylor's offense. But still, as an 18-year-old, go in, start 17. your first game. Not yet 18-year-old. 
first game, get a win, kick the game-winning field goal as well. Like that, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Then kick the game-winning field goal. Exactly. Damn. Uh, yeah, happy for Karlstad. They're now one and one. So the Super Series standings, you've got Stockholm sitting at 2-0. and Karlstad's one and one. Taylor says one and two. And Elbley was also one and two. So the standings look close. And uh, as we said before the season started, anything can happen come playoff time. So these games right now, they aren't all that important. Maybe Costa brings in a, like an import quarterback for that playoffs. I think they already have an import, but I'm, I'm not sure why he didn't play. Perhaps one of our listeners can tell us. Wait, do they really? Yeah, they do. I, I don't remember the name of the their quarterback, but not me neither. Should we uh, move down a division to uh, our division, Division One? Fun, fun time. The Kijuansta Predators. No, 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 no. Let's not start with us. That was not the first game in Division One played this weekend. What was? The first game was Helsingborg at home taking on the Vista Rockets. Shocking win for the Helsingborg Jaguars. The Helsingborg Jaguars come out on top 22-14. And this was a bit of a weird game, I'd say. Uh, I didn't watch much of it, but I have... I have heard some reports, actually. And... Uh, Something I heard is that Helsingborg, when they played Gothenburg, they had a lot of offensive linemen missing. And the main issue that game was that quarterback could not breathe. So I think having more offensive linemen probably helped. So they are might be like better than we thought or I thought so I mean perhaps I I, I think one of the defi- deciding uh, factors in this game was the fact that Easter uh, they were missing I think four of their best players because they were playing uh, in uh, Copenhagen for uh, Blue in the CEFL game and I, I mean, of course, that has a huge impact because yeah. their, their, the rest of their roster is not comparable to some of the guys who went up and played with the Super Series team. Any team will crumble if you remove their top four players. Yeah, I think so as well. And the, the, only, the only big play I saw from this game was very early in the game. You had... Uh, Easter's quarterback, Hilgo Linkvist, he he ran, I'm not sure how long the run was, but it was like 20 or 30 yards or something. And he broke two or three tackles and just rumbled into the end zone. That was the probably the best play of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a big dude. He's a big dude. He's not very fast, but he didn't need to be on that play. He ran over some dudes into mm-hmm. the end zone. But like, yeah, I... not to sound mean here. Uh, Ista's deal with Urbru is the most retarded thing ever. If you are rebuilding as a team, 
don't get a farmer's agreement with the best top team in Sweden so you lose all of your best players. Like, come on. I mean, there, there is something to that, but are we sure that they would even get all these good players back to their team if they don't have that deal? They didn't for the first game. But regardless, I heard some reports from the game. I have uh, a guy I have coached a bit with who plays on that team, uh, Feili Budema. He said uh, he, he said that their offense really struggled for Ista. Uh, he may, he may have exaggerated, but he said that they probably only got like three first downs. But I have a hard time believing that since they actually scored two touchdowns. But it's, it seems like uh, the offense was really struggling for Ista. Yeah. <clears throat> the hard thing this week, because we could not see any games. <clears throat> so we can only judge by highlights and uh, rumors. Yeah, essentially. But Helsing Boy, after a disappointing uh, week one game in Gothenburg, they get their first win of the season. So good for them. The second game that weekend was us against Gothenburg. Yes. So the uh, Gothenburg Yetboy Marvels at home faced off against the Kriwansta Predators. And I'm biased here. Gothenburg felt weird. They did not feel comfortable. So we went into this game. We mentioned it on Wednesday. Gothenburg, they should should have been seen as favorites. They were probably favorites going in. But it ended in a Predators 32-16 to 16 victory. And I, I think, I, did we mention on this podcast that Gothenburg, they weren't really ready for they our not, defense? No, I said it. They were not getting, like, tested. They had a bite. No. Yeah, so, so they won easily against Hessing Boy and... Not not to sound mean, but their defense played them pretty soft. And our defense came out and punched them in the mouth. Golly, our defense stepped up. The poor thing quarterback, like, I felt bad for him at the end. I mean, didn't, didn't you guys on defense run cover zero, like, almost every play? I don't know. We sent the house a lot. Like we call a lot of blitzes, because unfortunately their top receiver number eleven was gone. Their running back was sick for some reason. He got uh, Sami on the side sideline flu. So I don't know. That like their other running back looked pretty good, but he never got like comfortable. Their quarterback got hit, ball or not. He got he was getting hit. Their left tackle got injured. Poor Julian. Our praise yeah, Julian. Julian, he's one of the best offensive tackles in Sweden. And the poor guy is 68, so I think healing for him will become hard. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, looked like, it, it, it looked like... Uh, it looked like his oh. knee. Do you think it was a knee injury? No, it was his foot. 
It was his foot? Okay. Yeah, he twisted it or something. It looked bad. Okay. They rushed him to the hospital. Oh, they did? Uh, yeah. All, I, I wish all the best to Julian. He, he seems like a really great guy. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. I trashed on him the whole game. <laughs> I told him, a... look, you look tired. Is it hard being that old? He said, yeah, you're going to feel my power soon. <laughs> yeah, we, we wish Julian the best. I hope he can get, get back on the field soon. But one of the big differences uh, this week for the Predators was that the offense really got things rolling. So last week against Limham, couldn't do anything, turned the ball over five times. Like our offense did not play well. But against Gothenburg, the second drive of the game, we hit our slot receiver, Elliot, over a, on a slant over the middle. He breaks two tackles, goes all the way 80 yards to the end zone. Like that's kind of set the tone for the game right there. That was the opening score of the game. Yeah, the only two touchdowns Gothenburg got were like a massive mistakes by our defensive players. Because we ran nobody back there, everybody was blitzing. Yeah, I we missed I, your I, gap. We were kind of screwed. So, like, I, touchdown, I, the middle was wide open because somebody. Yeah, I, I, start, I started watching our uh, the, or Gothenburg stream from the game, and the first touchdown, it was like seas parting. No one in the middle, and their running back just went through. And the second touchdown, our defensive end, like, followed the running back, the running back on a on a read option, and the quarterback just booked it. There oh, were okay. counters, like there were a block in the back, not pointing any fingers here, <laughs> but it was a long touchdown, and he ran so. Oh, right. Yeah, that was that play. I, yeah, I was a bit upset on the sideline. Not going to lie. Hey, anything is possible. He might miss it. Who knows? But yeah, huge difference uh, offensively. Our, our receivers didn't have many drops, if any. I, I know I, as a tight end, had one drop, and I think our fullback had one drop, but I don't think the receivers had any drops this game. No, they look good. All of them. Yeah. And our quarterback, he played really well. Played really well this weekend. He got the MVP, Jakob Stanby. Shout out to you. Great game. The water baller MVP trophy. Hey, it's still an MVP. doesn't matter what the trophy is. Gustav last week got a skonske spetkaka. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a weird one. So the last game this weekend was the Uppsala 86ers against the Olanda Jets. The rivalry of all rivalries. Yeah, the the, the real grudge match, and uh, I, I don't know exactly what happened in this game. Uh, but I heard it was uh, a bit of a a bit of an ugly game, is what I heard. A lot of flags. And I, I'm not sure, but I, I saw some all on the player on Twitter mentioning that it, all, every win counts, even even the ugly ones. <laughs> and so, yeah, it seems like it was an ugly game. But all on the, came out on top, uh, forty. Two to thirty-eight, 
I believe the final score was. Uh, we need to like talk to somebody about that game. <laughs> I'm really sad I missed it. I don't think they had a stream though, so I don't think there was any way for you to watch it unless you went to Uplandsbro to go watch it. Why was it played there? I don't know. <laughs> See, that's the weirder part. <laughs> Some sketchy stuff between between those two teams. Other were the referees real referees? What kind of question is that? <laughs> that? This game feels sketchy. Like the the opener for Uppsala is against the All and the Jets. Like, come on, <laughs> give them the two last weeks against each other. But yeah, just, just to sort of conclude the segment, Division One this week was a lot more exciting than last week. Last week we had. Uh, Three games all ending in the losing team having zero points. So what do we have? We had 38 to 0, 29 to 0, 22 to 0. This week we had exciting games and actually some points. We had 2014, we had 32 to 16, and we had 42 to 38. Yeah, exciting week. Next week should be fun. Yeah, ne- next week we, we week. yeah we have a bye week, Kipansta, so we're not playing this week. Uh, so it'll it'll be fun to follow some other games. I'm a, I'm actually going to go down and ref the game that's being played in Easter. They're taking on the Marvels, and uh, Limham's playing Helsing Boy. Oh no! Uh, I think both of those games are on Saturday, the thirtieth of March, and. Uh, both of the games in the north are on the Sunday, the 1st of May. And Norrköping, they play their first game against Arlanda. So this is becoming a bit strange. Arlanda's playing their third game when Norrköping's playing their first. Has Koskuga <laughs> played any games? No, and they won't play next weekend either because the other game is Uppsala against AIK. I'm kind of excited to see uh, what happens in uh, Uppsala when they play AIK because Olanda, they couldn't score on AIK. So it'll be interesting to see, can Uppsala be competitive with AIK? We don't know how they match up. Even though Olanda beat Uppsala, you would assume AIK are the better team. But who knows? It wasn't a close like win. It was by a lot of points, so... You actually never know. It's like against again, like special teams have weaknesses and strength. Maybe they like they had their numbers. Yeah, I, I mean, so when AIK played Allanda, it was twenty-two to zero, and like that. That's not a huge scoreline. Like, I mean, it it looks pretty dominant, but I mean that that can be like a turnover. Uh, a failed red zone trip. I mean, and one missed interception away from being a tie game. Like it's it's it doesn't take much to equal out three scores. Correct me if I'm wrong. Orlando is a pretty heavy team. Like they have a lot of big guys. It's a hard team to run against. Yeah. But like you guys saw, 2019, they are pretty possible to throw against. 
especially if you have quick receivers. So you're and running four birds, somebody will get open. And we will see next week if Nolshopping can take advantage of any of that. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I think next weekend, Uppsala AIK is probably the game to look out for in Division 1. Yeah, and maybe East is getting their guys back. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if those guys who went and played with uh, Obre, I think it was Timmy, their running back, Casper, their receiver, uh, Hampus, an offensive lineman, and Max, a defensive lineman. If all of those guys play, I think I think they could give Gothenburg a run for their money. But we'll get into that on uh, Wednesday's episode. And there are no games in the Super Series uh, next weekend, so we won't be previewing any Super Series matchups. But is this the weekend where the Scandinavian Cup starts? I think it is. I believe so. It's so maybe the only Swedish team that's playing. But maybe we'll get into some Scandinavian Cup previews. Let's go. And we'd like to thank you for listening. Please follow us on Instagram. We're at Gridirons of Europe. Follow our Twitter account. We're at Gridirons Europe. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so to gridironsofeurope at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.